what up, ladies and gentlemen? Look, everybody feels like they got something to do, something they want to achieve, but oftentimes we ourselves get in our own way. And today we're gonna to talk to somebody who's gonna teach us how to get out of our own way and get things going. So let's get this one on the road. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life, prestige, wealth, freedom, it can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you and welcome to another episode of Business Plus. Are you an ambitious entrepreneur seeking to grow your business and achieve personal success? You often find yourself feeling stuck or unsure of how to move forward. Well, today we have an expert coach and facilitator joining us to shed some light on how to get out of our own way and unlock our full potential. Our guest has decades of experience working with people through teaching, counseling, and coaching. He understands the intricacies of the human condition and how it influences businesses and entrepreneurs. With his innovative coaching methods and tools, he provides a reliable roadmap for inner transformation, empowering you to align with your values, grow your enterprise, and build your ideal lifestyle all within six months. Now let's welcome to the show, the one and only, Marty Nucci. And now the show can begin. Welcome to the show, Marty. Well, thanks for having me. I don't think I've ever been introduced that way before. <laughs> oh man, I, I have this philosophy that if you're not enjoying what you're doing in life, you probably shouldn't be doing it. So I'm, I'm here like having fun on this show. Like I, and somebody said there are no rules to podcasting and I can do it any way I want. I can have fun true. doing it. So, hey man, that's what I do. I want to make you feel as good as possible. So welcome aboard. Let's do this thing. Thank uh, you. Let me start off with the probably the problem, the most obvious thing that people struggle with is this whole idea of work life balance. Like entrepreneurs get into space thinking that I'm going to have all kinds of freedom. And then all of a sudden, oftentimes they find themselves owning their job. Right. And then now they're like, man, I, I used to work nine to five. Now I'm working nine to nine, maybe nine to 11. This is crazy. How do you help your, your clients balance their personal and professional lives, but in a way where they can still achieve their goals? You know, I, as I was listening to you that I, owning their job, I think really the job begins to own them. Mm. Um, and that's how I felt. And I, I, um, the guy I work with who I'm in business with, Aaron, was my coach before we started to work together. And uh, the one conversation I'll never forget, and I had been in ministry for over 20 years before I had left and before I had met him. But I, I'll never forget him telling me that, that, you know, you only have one life and we, we have a tendency to split it. There's work and then there's life. Like as long as I, I, I keep working, I could keep my life separate. And he was the first one that really made the, the point for me that, that there's, there's life. There's no separation of work and then life. And I think it's the mistake that that keep a lot of people in their jobs uh, in, in many ways because I have to work in order to live my life, and and so we I, I think people get trapped in that way in that in that sense that 
Well, I got to stay there because I got to make money. I got to keep the lifestyle that I want to keep. Uh, and, and the cycle just kind of keeps perpetuating itself. And I, I would take it a step further and we can kind of go this direction if you want. I, I still think, and it was for myself and many others that I've worked with, that their work becomes their whole identity. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm going to follow up on that because I... I did that to myself, but I kind of did that to myself on purpose. Like literally this whole business bros thing, it has become my identity. But on the plus side, like I I got to a point in my life where I realized I wanted to design a life that I wanted to live and then create a, a business or side hustle around that lifestyle, not the other way around. Like what you're talking about where the job consumes them. I didn't, I've done that before. I've started businesses where I end up doing everything. And I'm like, this is not what I wanted to do in the first place. Yeah. But what I'm doing now, I would have, I would have done it for free forever uh, just because I liked it and I enjoyed it, meeting new entrepreneurs and learning from them. So when, when you are talking about designing this life, how do how do you kind of pitch that to people when they have that whole idea of like yeah I would like to live the life I want but I got bills to pay <laughs> correct yeah um, which is the, the the most common and I, and I just told a group of people the other day when I was talking to them that I, you know I, when I left I didn't I I didn't even have a plan I, I probably didn't do it the best way I had to do it because it was affecting my health and. So I think a plan is necessary and a plan is a good thing. But I, I almost went down to nothing when it came to financially. I had a, but I made it work. I made it work as best as I could before I could get back up there. I, I just think that the, that identity piece is because um, it feels like you're losing everything at that point. If, if I have to give up this identity of, of doing and, and I always have to be working and, and processing something. If I have to give that up, like what's left? And so we, we've learned in the work that we do is so much, whether it's therapy or even in, in coaching as well, focuses so much on the past. And I think that there's great benefit. I mean, I've, I've had coaches, I've had therapists, I've done it all and continue to do it all. Our approach has been to focus on the future with an understanding that this this past has helped kind of dictate the life that I've been leaving, living up to this point. But if we can begin to imagine what that future looks like, we can begin then to work backwards and, and what needs to happen now in order to get us to that, to that future self uh, of the person that you wanna be. So it, it's, it's almost like doing, uh, I guess like a reverse psychology rather than focusing so much on the past, let's focus on what you can be. Napoleon Hill calls it definiteness of purpose, right? And it, it's really a simple concept in in theory, very difficult to do in life, right? Like, you know, definite of purpose, know where you want to go and then go there. It sounds what, so simple, right? Why, why do you think it's difficult? Well, I, 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 for me, I think it, there's a lot of things that um, that you want versus focusing on getting to one, right? I think there's, for example, uh, making a certain amount of money is one, right? Driving a specific kind of car is another one. Having a specific kind of career, having a specific type of relationship. I think uh, unless you're really focused on becoming this a, a specific individual, it's hard to kind of narrow it down. I'll give you a good example for myself. 
I started doing this podcast and started thinking, how am I going to monetize? And my background is I got a degree in accounting. I've had a small tax practice since 2006. I uh, have my real estate license. I own an insurance agency. Like there's a lot of different hats. And when I sit down as a marketer now and say, okay, where am I going to focus my attention? It's almost like, okay, I start focusing my attention here and then I get an email and almost, oh my gosh, now I'm over here. Now I put my tax hat on and then I get a referral over here and I put my real estate hat on. And like, it doesn't really get you anywhere. Um, I, I kind of crawl in all kinds of different directions, barely moving forward. And I find if I just focus my attention, kind of learn to say no to some of these other things and yes to the one definite purpose where I'm going, I go light speed faster. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's often a, a big challenge. Like I I would say, and I know Aaron would agree with me as well, like uh, money cannot be your goal. Like it, obviously we all want to make money. So I'm not saying you don't want to make money. But that that happens because of the purpose that you're working towards. It's it, it, if that becomes your goal, you're going to say yes to everything because I have to get to that that whatever that amount of money is, 100,000 whatever whatever it is you're you're trying to make. If that's the goal, you're, you're going to burn yourself out very quickly because you have to say yes to everything. And, and I think it is a matter of how do you begin to say no to all those other little things that may have gotten you to where you are today and might not get you to the next place that you're looking to go in life. Well, I'm going to go to a section that I think we all kind of deal with. And I kind of mentioned this at the beginning we all tend to have these limiting beliefs of who we are um, versus who we can be. I mean, we are literally talking about designing life, having a, a definite purpose. A part of that is belief in yourself, knowing that you are going to be at that position in life or become that person that you are, but also knowing that you're not there yet. Sometimes knowing that you're not there yet is it becomes your reality this where i'm at is who i am and you start putting these thoughts on like i don't have enough of this i am not this i am struggling with this and those thoughts tend to consume us those become our limiting limiting beliefs that become our barriers to achieving whatever personal growth we're looking for so how do we overcome that how do we break that cycle of having those thoughts that are creating an identity even though it's not the identity we want to have, it's the identity we keep telling ourselves we are. Yeah, and, it, and that goes beyond identity. That's just the useless chatter that happen, <laughs> happens in all of our head, myself included. I mean, I think as long as you're alive on this earth, you're going to have that chatter in your head. I, this is my thought on it, is the more you become aware of that chatter and aware of what that chatter is saying, the more it, it it begins to lose its control over you as well. Because once I'm aware of it, I can begin to say, no, that's not real. That's, and um, we often ask clients that we work with to name that, that one. So mine is called Skeletor. That old. Ooh, uh, yeah. From He-Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I keep a little Skeletor on my desk to remind me that when I get that negative chatter, that's, oh, that's just Skeletor trying to hold me back that, uh, yeah, it's it's pointless chatter that that takes place in all of our lives. And I, again, I think the more you become aware of it, the more you can let go of it controlling you. That's a I think that's the key right there, right? Letting it letting it go to the point where it doesn't control you cuz I think oftentimes Skeletor will come up and it shows up as fear or it shows up as uncertainty. You talked about how when you made the you made a choice, you made a decision to go in another direction, 
you almost went broke. Like you pretty much went to the to like you were skating on thin ice here before things started to change. Um, and that's scary for a lot of people because they don't know what's next. However, oftentimes when your back's against the wall like that, that's where some of the most creative stories come out. That's where the advantages come out. So how do you how did you make that specific decision? And how can we use it a little more strategically so that we uh, we don't get so close to the bottom or or but but we can still utilize that pressure? <laughs> I think you almost always have to have your back against the wall <laughs> before you're fi- you'll finally make that leap. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's health, whether something happens in your life. I, for whatever reason, we like to hold on to, even if we're miserable, we're going to hold on to, to where we are. Uh, and for me, it was, it, as I mentioned earlier, it was my health. And I never planned on leaving the life I was living until I finally left it. And I, it, I, I still remember people telling me, oh, it takes so much courage to leave what you're doing. And at the moment, it did, I, I'm like, I'm just doing what's best for me. I, I, like I, I had to tell myself over and over again, and, they, and I've given this advice to many other people, that when you're in that moment, like just keep asking yourself, the choices that you're making now, are they moving you closer to the freedom that you're looking for? Mm. Like, are they getting me out of the corner that, I, that I've put myself in? And if they are, even if it... That chatter is going to tell you you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong it, over and over again because uh, you've become so accustomed to to being pushed into a corner that it's going to feel like you're doing the wrong thing. But in reality, you're you're really moving towards the person you can be at that point. But I, I think they are. I would say from my own experience that, that like that was the most critical thing at that point was just asking myself day after day, is this choice moving me towards the freedom I want? I, I didn't know where that was going to go. And it, it, it took a lot of trust. It took a lot of faith on my part and anyone's part that does that. But it's entirely possible. I agree. I agree. And some of the shortcuts that you can take, especially when you take a leap like that, is to find coaching or mentors who have already yeah. done it because they really curve some of that, uh, the, the learning curve, essentially, right, of you getting in into a position where you don't know what the next step is. And oftentimes we get into this repetitive nature of, you know, I get up, I do this, I do this, I do this. And before we know it, we're not really going anywhere. We kind of feel that stuck feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, entrepreneurs often feel overwhelmed or burnt out with the repetitive nature of things. But how can coaching help an entrepreneur avoid some of that burnout feeling and stay motivated? Before I answer that, I just want to follow up with, with what you said. Like in your experience, yeah, and you have to understand I spent a lot of years teaching and a lot of time asking questions. So I may just ask you questions from time to time. Like what what have you found to be the what's the, what's like the number one sticking point that you have found in speaking to entrepreneurs? Like what what's the biggest issue that they face? In my opinion, a lot of times it's been imposter syndrome, that feeling of I'm I'm not good enough. And I think that happens at every level that we get to. Like you become really good at one space, you step into that next space that you're going to challenge. And all of a sudden you're not the big leaguer anymore. Now you're the little guy trying to learn a bunch of new stuff to step up to that next space. And as we do that, I don't, I think is if we don't point it out, if we don't realize that, 
dude, you've come a long way already. Yeah, you feel like an imposter here, but because you're playing at a whole new level. And if we don't tell ourselves that, I think a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck. And so they they don't level up. They stay at that point and they're good at that thing, but then it gets monotonous and it gets boring and they don't they don't get to that next, they don't want to take that next step because they know the extended amount of work that it's going to take to learn that next spot. That's so it. the ideas and thoughts of imposter syndrome start creeping in and that's really what stops them from moving forward. It's, it's interesting because I was listening to a podcast yesterday with Stephen Smith from uh, ESPN. I guess he's on, has his, his shows on ESPN. And he was talking about his experience working with Bob Iger from, uh, from Disney because it's part of the Disney Corporation. And he said... Um, so whoever was interviewing him had said, well, what do you think makes him such a great leader? And one was the confidence that he could walk into a room and he, he's been in that role, left that role, came back to that role. And I was actually surprised by the, by the second point that he said was he, his experience being around him is that Bob has never forgotten his humanity. Mm. And I, I think when we walk into a room like that, where we might be surrounded by people that are that we believe because it's a perception Always. that these that these people are, are way beyond us, and I, I don't belong in that room. I think that's the moment we forget our humanity. And you're talking we as individuals, we because we feel that way are forgetting that dude, we're just as human as the next guy. We, yeah. you know, we go to the bathroom just like they do. We bleed yeah. just like they do. We have, you know, we wake up in the morning laying down just like they do. And we forget that, you know, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the benefits and perks I think I've had. Um, your interview, 1,132. I've interviewed over 900 different entrepreneurs. Some of them have made major exits in companies and some of them are just at the beginning. And to and, and I know sometimes I read people's bios and I see the uh, what who I'm going to talk to and I can feel that nervous feeling right I'm like right. who am I to be talking to this person uh, and then I get on the show and I have a, a great conversation with them and it it you're right it's humanizing it's like dude if mm -hmm. if you can have this conversation with them you've impressed things upon them they've impressed things upon you that's what human connection is all about yeah and, and I think going forward in, in such a technologically advanced world and just keeps advancing much quicker than any of us can keep up with it that that's going to be even more important and i and i think it's sometimes what what <laughs> it, would, it sounds crazy to to, to say it but it, a lot of people have trouble with the human one-on-one -on -one contact for mm -hmm. whatever reason um but i i think it's it's just going to become more and more valuable to have those skills the emotional intelligence uh, whatever you want to call it, the empathy towards people, because you're going to have to learn to be able to relate to people as they are. I think that defines that corny word in business that everybody says, and I don't think hardly anybody really understands, but it's mindset, right? Like it comes mm -hmm. down to putting yourself in that right mindset. I like to, I prefer to use the word perspective because that's really what it comes down to. You can wake up and have a horrible day and then with the shift of like something happens all of a sudden the same situation looks completely different i like the example of uh, of the guy that's on the bus and 
he's he's uh he he notices that this guy sitting there he has like six kids and the kids are jumping all over the bus doing all kinds of stuff making all kinds of noise grabbing people's newspapers uh and so the guy comes over and he tells the guy hey are you gonna control your kids and he kind of like wakes up out of a little slumber he's like oh i'm sorry that their mom just passed away and and i don't know how to explain that to them i haven't even told them yet like same scenario these kids are still driving the bus crazy but your perspective changes really quick once you have that little bit of information right and i think that's really what mindset is all about it's having that perspective change at any moment in time and if you're in business being able to have the tools to bust out that little skeletor so you can change your mind right away i think that makes the biggest difference for a lot of people what do you think I, I think, first of all, that's a great story I, because it, it, it immediately deflates the situation in, in a moment like that when, when you hear, when you're given that, the context of that person's life at that moment. I, I'm, I'm sure there are scientific proofs and all the rest out there. I still think mindset is key. I, I, I do. And I've done a lot of a work in, in mindfulness and meditation, which, which is such a part of um, my own life and the work that I do, that uh, we become convinced that our, our thoughts are who we are. And, and the more you can begin to create that space between my thoughts and who I actually am, uh, you can go miles and miles further in, in moments like that, that when, that when you become so attached to the thoughts. I, I still recommend a mindfulness or, or meditation practices for people because I think it's so important to, to create that space within yourself for that very reason, for what you're talking, to give context to your own life. Mm -hmm. What about when you're helping other people? So a lot of times entrepreneurs get into a point where they now have employees or they have team members that they're working with. What's some advice that maybe we can give people to help kind of shift or develop or build maybe better performing teams because it's one thing to control your mind, and let's ho let's hope that you know most entrepreneurs get to the point where they're able to to have that mind shift for themselves. But now to change other people and to and to guide other people to see the same vision and go in the same direction, how can how can entrepreneurs probably do that at a better in a better way? Well, I want to. This isn't even like a, a business promotion thing. I, I think that's when having a coach or someone else is, is so important when you are trying to build a team, because you're going to have to keep yourself in check in order to to raise the team up to that level as well. I, I think that's key, and, I, and I've always had that that other person, mentor, therapist, coach, however you want to describe it, to to help keep me in check. To keep help keep my ego in check as well, just as much as anyone else. Um, I, I'll go back to a point I already said. I, I did really well building teams over the course of my, my previous life. And I still think it comes down to what I said earlier about the humanity. Like it, and I, I was just coaching someone earlier today who um, I, I – trying to get him to a place where he can kind of slow down. He just started a job and, and enter into it, kind of assess the situation. I think building relationships with the people around you, eventually, if you're willing to play the long game, will grow that team farther than you could even begin to imagine. I, I know that because it takes trust. And I, I don't know how you establish that trust without having a relationship with that person. 
and after I had talked to him, I, I was doing some research to see like, what are the common complaints that people have about their manager, about their boss? And it, it often comes down to they feel the boss or the manager just doesn't care, doesn't care about what's going on. Kind of like the person on the bus. Mm-hmm. Like as, as soon as you have that context, you're still, you're still the boss you're, or, or leader or whatever you want to call yourself at that place. Um, and, and so you have to make decisions that are best for, for the company, for the, for the uh, corporation that you're a part of. But that, those relationships are just key. I, I, I can't stress that enough, how important the relationship, even if we go and have lunch. I used to have lunch um, probably every quarter with, with staffs that I've had just to create that atmosphere of that, that there's more to this than just your job. There always is. There always is. And I want to ask you about your, your background when it comes to this, because you said, you know, you came from, from a spiritual background. Um, you have obviously some great personal values. Um, when you're trying to connect with these people, when you're trying to build that trust, how much of a role does your spirituality or your, your, your background, like, like your personal values come into developing that trust in a professional setting? That's a good question. Uh, because it's one of those things I, I've been doing it so long that it, you know, you know, and you have things that you do for many, many years, it just kind of comes naturally to you. But I think the work that I had done help to develop those skills. I don't know if I knew I had those skills when I first started to be able to, but I had to spend so much time listening to people um, just like a counselor would or a coach does without judgment, without condemning, without telling people how to live their life. I I had to learn the skill of being able to listen and reflect back to people what I hear them saying. it's one of those skills. I, I think it, it it just has to come with practice. And the, the value is that we're all we're all human. In the end, we're all human, and we're all part of the same experience. And so many of the things that separate us or divide us just aren't as important as we think they are. We we make them out to being so important because we make it a part of our identity. That's why it feels so personal. That's why it feels like someone might be attacking me in those moments. If you can separate yourself from that stuff, listen, reflect back. It, it is probably the best gift that I, I give to anyone. Yeah, that, uh, that ability to listen and reflect back. Uh, I, I remember the first time that, that I experienced that. And- must have been in like fourth or fifth grade. And, and there was this girl in my class. Her name was Rachel. I, I, re- I could remember her name. And I just remember she was complaining about something that was going on in her life or in school. I don't exactly remember. But, and, and I was just there as an open ear. And I remember at the end of the conversation, she said something to me that blew me away because I never knew it was something that I could do. And she just said, you know what? You're really good at listening. Thank you. That really helped. Right. And I was like, you know, I thought you were cute. I'm like kind of listening to your stories here, you know, like and, and for me, it went like completely over my head. I don't think I quite understood, but it never left me. And now like, you know, as I reflect sitting here today, 1100 episodes later, like that's what I like to do. I love to listen and kind of reflect back and dig a little deeper and ask some questions. And at the same time, I tremendously benefit simply because I learn from you. 
right? Yeah. Like I literally get to learn from people who are on this show doing amazing things um, in their own way with their own perspectives. And I get to listen and kind of reflect back. And, and that's to me, one of the greatest things um, I guess it's it's therapy. It's kind of coaching. It's kind of uh, all those things in between. It's being human. <laughs> it's being human. <laughs> um, I I want to ask you this question. Like, if someone were to say that to you, now, it's one thing in your fourth grade, but as an adult, if someone told you that now, are you in a place in your life where you can receive that message? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's completely different today. Uh, I I teach high school part time as well. So I got seventeen year old high school seniors in my classes, and you know we get to talk about what life is going to be like. You're about to leave everything you've ever known for the past, you know, eighteen years of your life being a child, and now you're going to be an adult. And you know it's exciting times because right now is like prom season, and you know we're getting ready for graduation. But it's also fear-based because now is the next step. Now I have to be an adult. What does that actually mean? And so being able to kind of, you know, sit there and listen and and hear and then reflect back with with what they're talking about. And, you know, it's going to be okay. And most of us are all in this situation. I'm 40 years old. I talk to people all the time and they still don't have it all figured out. But you're going to figure something out. You know, it, it's, it makes more sense that I'm in the space to accept that today than than in fourth grade for sure. I, I started uh, going back to the university I went to since I've been back in Pennsylvania. They have these uh, career uh, boot camps, I think is what they call it. So it's for like college junior seniors who are now ready to make even that next step. And I, I love going. It, it, I, I volunteer my time once a semester. And I, I, I'm also amazed at how many, they're now at the end of that this journey and they still don't know what they want. And I'm like, first, I, I and I wish I knew you, you taught high school and could have talked about that as well, because I spent years teaching high school students. I, I don't think they're given skills to be able to really look at who they are either. Like, what are your what are your values? Well, what, what do you want out of life? They're, they're so conditioned for to receive answers and to be told. And the year I, I taught juniors for uh, 13 years and they, it was a college level class that they came to and it was that when we first started they didn't know what to do with themselves because i would just start asking them these big questions it was philosophy theology um but i i, I still hear from some of them that it was one of the most important times of their life because they had never been allowed to even voice what they believed before and I, I'm, so I'm kind of curious as to do you encounter the same thing as a high school teacher now? Because I, I, I just don't think we give them the skills they need. Oh yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel the same thing. I've, uh, I mentioned Napoleon Hill earlier. I've been reading uh, one of his books called Outwitting the Devil, and in it he talks about how, well, from the devil's perspective, devil uses the tool of churches and schools as uh, to to parade this fear. And he says in that book that the problem with the education system is that it's all about memorization and credits. Uh, and he wrote that in 1938. It's almost 100 years later, and we're still doing the same thing. It's about memorization and credits. They graduate not having a clue who they are, much less what they're going to do or how that thing's going to happen. In my opinion, I mean, we should have all our general ed stuff done by like eighth grade. And then those next four years is – 
who are we? What do we want? And how do I acquire the skills to get that? And that that yeah. should be it. But instead, we're pushing everybody towards college, which I'm not against. I'm 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 to be honest, I am pretty much against college, but I am not against <laughs> education. I, I believe everybody needs an education, and 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 everybody should be lifelong learners. And if you decide you want to go to school for something specific because you know where you're going, that's where college is a huge benefit. But to just push everybody through high school and then expect them to go to college and not know, it's just it's just not the right path for a lot of these kids. And so it's a, it's definitely a big struggle. And I yes, it's still one of those situations. Um, yeah. I like to think I'm trying to change that by having you know conversations like you're talking about and then yeah. doing things like that in class. But at the same time, I mean, who knows? Am, am, are we getting to them too late at senior year or or just in time right before they go off? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm like you. I love hearing from students that are that have grown up and kind of reflect back and be like, dude, I learned so much. Thank you so much. Those are great conversations to have. I have learned this through that class because I originally worked through a through a foundation that helped support the class. That and a big part of it was how do you educate the whole person rather than just this intellectual understanding, and and so I really learned a lot about human development in the 13 years that I did the class, and it's at it's around 11th grade, so around 17, 16, 17 years old, where young men and women can finally begin to um, think critically about what's going on. But it's a very short span. Like if you miss that time period, they can lose it. The rest of their life like mm. just lose that ability like 11th 12th even if you keep 9th and 10th grade the same like 11th and 12th really needs to be reformed in some ways to really help them uh, build that skill because you, you need that skill in the world yeah you absolutely do right, marty great conversation today i mean i really enjoyed having this talk with you uh and, and you, you, we didn't really talk much about your particular business. So I want to give you some time here. Um, if people want to reach out, they want to work with you, what do you do? How can you help them? And how can they get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, the, the website's areyouinyourownway.com. You have it scrolling there. Uh, you could reach me there. I'm also on social media at Marty Noki, um, which you, you have there. And my email, uh, nokim2 at gmail.com. And so much of our work is with entrepreneurs. So we've kind of narrowed it in that direction because that's who we have found coming to us most often, who are looking to level up and get to that next level. And, or, or I should say also people who are in the process of leaving their jobs um, and trying to level up, but keep getting in their own way. And, and as I said, so much of it is that mindset or that people pleasing. So there's um, anytime Aaron and I have talked about, talked with people of, of just saying the name of the company, get out of your own way, people automatically, we have found, can understand that they get in their way. Um, and so it, we have coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching, we do group coaching, we also work with some businesses with team building and also retreats. Retreats are, are one of my favorite part we do, we're trying to do for a year. We already have two scheduled. Um, both in Arizona, one in uh, May, one in July. That information's on the website as well. And that's really taken the experience of one-on-one -on -one coaching and really honing it in for, for those four days uh, of really an immersion experience. So we do it at an Airbnb, small crowd, usually about 10 people. 
Um, and it's about building that community with entrepreneurs as well. Both of us are, are big believers in having the support of one another in this journey. And Marty, thank you very much for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for having you. Me. Yeah, of course. Are you in your own way.com? Easy to remember. It's a great question <laughs> to ask yourself because that's the, that's the reality. You are where you are because of the choices that you've made in life for the most part. And if you want to elevate or change where you are, chances are you're standing in your own way and you need a little bit of help getting there. And Marty's one of those people who's here to help you out. Go to his website, check it out, have a conversation with him. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation because that's it's right here. It's right here. It's all in our own minds and we can change that reality at any given time. Marty, thank yeah. you very much for coming thank on the you. program. Ladies Thanks and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.